God's voice among the people. Amen. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, for your word. We thank you for this opportunity to be able to delve into your word with your children. God, I pray even now, God, that you would uh, <laughs> you would incline your ear to hear our praise and God, that we would incline our ear to hear your voice hear your instruction. God, we pray that you will speak to us, O oh God, and that we will hear you with clarity and precision. God, that we would know that we have been spoken to by you. And Father, we pray that you would touch every heart, God. We pray that he that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And God, we magnify you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. From the just read scripture, Luke the first chapter, the uh, fifth through the 25th verse. Uh, I'm not going to take a whole lot of time today, but I do want to just share with you from this simple message, making moves in silence, making moves in silence. First of all, before I even get into that, I do want to give a couple of more shout outs, a special shout out, because on last week we had a, a young lady to 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 join us on, on Facebook and she asked for prayers for her husband. Her husband was in the hospital and and she said, it, you know, it seemed like he wasn't necessarily doing all that great. And so we prayed for her while she was on Facebook. And before we knew it, you all, she was her. She was putting out on Facebook that a husband was was on his way home and and so you all she's actually joined us on zoom this morning and her husband is home worshiping with her on this morning so will you all do me a favor will you put your hands together and just praise God for the answering of prayer because God is able to do exactly what it is that he said he would do he is the great physician and so we honor the Lord sister Paula Styles we thank God for you uh, and we thank God for you worshiping with us on today. Um, thank God for your husband's healing. Amen. And so we, we, we thank God for your faith. When your husband couldn't speak for himself, you held on to faith for him. And so because of that, God came through. And so we are grateful that he is home in your loving arms once again. Amen. And we pray for his continued and total restoration and healing. We also want to thank God, <clears throat> amen, for uh, my sister, amen, all the way from California, uh, Elder Latasha Golden. Thank God for you on this morning. Thank God uh, for, um, amen, Amanda Cooper Smith, uh, one of my former co workers. Thank God for you, my cousin, uh, Joanna Gray. Thank God for you. Uh, thank God for you all worshiping. I see you all worshiping on Facebook. Thank God for you. Uh, 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 Sister Fran uh, Johnson, Francine Johnson from Washington, Dion Parker. Amen. Thank God for you as well. Sister Ann Dunmore, thank God for you as well. You all wonder why I take so much time. Soror, Elder Liz Hibbler, thank God for you as well. You all wonder why I take so much time in doing that because folks don't have to be nice. They don't have to stop by especially with everything going on, so many churches going on, so many worship experiences going on. Uh, people don't have to be nice and stop by and stick their uh, face in to see how you're doing. 
Um, but when we are in the, uh, you know, in a physical sanctuary, we don't let, you know, guests just sit there and, and we don't acknowledge them. So we take time to acknowledge those that stick their head in to see how we are doing. It's not enough for them to just stick their head in and, ooh, we got numbers and we got viewers. No, those are relationships. Those are lives. And so we take time to acknowledge those that are on, not because we trying to name drop, but simply because we love them and we want to let them know that we love them. Making moves in silence. You all so often uh, when we start doing some things, let me take some steps back uh, um, because I don't know if anybody's ever experienced this, but I've experienced it when when I have uh, uh, been been you know uh, thought of an idea or God has dropped something in my spirit and I've sat on that thing and and I was thinking through how to make it happen and and I may have kind of run some stuff by some people about you know you know I'm looking at this and I'm trying to do this and so on and so forth and before I know it. Half the neighborhood, half the the church community knows about it or somebody took my idea. And the next thing I know, I look up on Facebook and there's a flyer. Come on in here, Zion. And that's not a bad thing. That's not necessarily a bad thing, because I recognize that when we sit too long on something, it doesn't mean that God is going to stop what he wants to go forth. And so he'll find somebody else. To make sure that it comes to pass, particularly if it's in the kairos of God, if it's in the timing of God. See, we sit there and we want to make sure that everything's perfect. Every T is crossed. Every I is dotted. We want to make sure we got the right equipment. Anybody who knows me knows that I'll sit there and say, no, this don't look right. No, this don't look right. And I have to get to a place you all where I say, whether it looks right or not, whether it sounds right or not, whether it feels right or not, I got to get started. Because even if it's not right the first time, oh, I best believe I'm going to get it right the next time. But I got to get started. Some of us haven't even gotten started on some stuff that God told you to do. I'm going to sit there and let that marinate for a minute. You know what God told you to do, and you're still sitting there. You're still pondering. Oh, well, God... I got to wait until this happens first. I got to wait till I get that. Once my money come through, why is everybody always got money that's coming through before they can get something going? Y'all know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> we will sit there and come up with excuses as to why we are not moving on what it is that God has told us to do. But here's the, here's the reality of it. Don't you think that God already knows what you're equipped with when he told you to do it? Don't you know that God already knows who you are, what you have, what you think you don't currently have in your possession before he told you to do what he told you to do? You, you, we act like God is like someone else and doesn't know what we're dealing with, what we're going through, what's going on in our mind, what's going on in our heart, what's going on in our household, what's going on in our finances, what's going on in our job. God already knows, but his premise is this. If you trust me. I'm the one that's going to bring it to pass. That's nothing to do with you. But you all will go and tell everybody else what it is we're working on, but we won't take it back to the one who told us to work on it. I wish somebody would hear me on today. We'll go and talk to everybody else to see what they think about it versus going to the one who told us to do it. Uh-huh. We, we will ask somebody, you think that's a good idea? You think I should? Now, mind you, if God didn't tell you, then you probably shouldn't be moving on it anyway. But we will go and get everybody else. See how many co-signers we can get. 
before we move on what it is that God has told us to do. And then there's some stuff that God told you to do. What are you waiting on? Why haven't you started writing that book? Why haven't you tried to start that business? Why haven't you tried to move into that other location? Why haven't you tried to go back to school? Come on. But we will sit and we will stew and we will ponder and we will analyze and we will go into some analysis paralysis, not moving on what God has told us to do. And then the things that God didn't tell us to do, we tell everybody to see if they agree. And if we get enough folks to agree, then we move on it. Then when it flops, we want to blame God, but you never took it back to God in the first place. Making moves in silence. So what ends up happening is when we get disappointed by telling people some of our stuff and then our stuff, our business get out there as opposed to us having to go back, you know, (laughs) I don't want to do this. I won't. I, 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 okay. I won't say that. I won't say that. But, but, but many of y'all know what I'm talking about. We, we tell somebody we're going to start, I'll say it like this. We're going to start on a new health regiment. And we say it out on Facebook and we want Facebook to hold us accountable to our new health regiment. And the next thing you know, is pictures of slabs, ribs and, and fried stuff and all of that. Because the health regiment only lasted for so long. And don't get me wrong, you all, I think we've all done it. But you can't get upset about somebody else being in your business when you gave them the ability to be in your business. Sister Gwen, I heard you the other day. When you give folks the ability to be in your business, how you going to get upset when they in your business? You put your stuff out there for them to be in. So then you all, when we get upset about that, then we talking about we making moves in silence. We're going to go out here. We're going to hustle. We're going to make things happen and we're not going to tell anybody. So then when they find out about it, we're supposed to be, you know, on top. We're supposed to be in a better position. We're supposed to be, you know, our racks supposed to be stacked at that point. If y'all know what I'm talking about, you would have lost that weight. You, your, 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 your six packs, you would have come through. You, you would have been back doing what it is that you do. You would have been balling. You know, you won't have to ball on a budget. You could actually ball for real. Cause you got money. You know, that's what we got in our mind. That's what we have in our mind about making moves in silence. We're not going to tell anybody. We're just going to go ahead and make those moves. Here's the problem with that, you all. Then we have no one to hold us accountable because now we don't want nobody in our business. And those are usually the things we need to have folks in our business to hold us accountable to do what it is that we need to do. But the one person that should always be in everything, you all, that, that strings across all of it is God. I always go back to Proverbs three and six in all your ways, acknowledge God and he will direct your path. But when we don't make God a part of our decision-making plan, when we don't put, make Jesus the center of it all, then all that we try to do, we're trying to do in our own power. And that's the reason why it does not continue. And oftentimes that's the reason why many things don't come to pass. Here it is in Luke, the first chapter, starting at the fifth verse. The Bible says that there was a priest by the name of Zechariah, and he was doing what it is that priests do. He was going and, and working in the temple. He was chosen by a lot to go and work in the temple. And, and the Bible talks about he and his wife, Elizabeth, and watch this. The Bible says that both of them were righteous in the sight of God, and they were observing all of the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly blamelessly you all 
But the Bible also says this. It says, but they were childless. Why? Because Elizabeth was barren. She was not able to conceive and they were both well advanced in years. Listen, you all, can I, can I get to my first point so I don't hold you too long? Here, here's the first point that I want to share with you that saved people are not exempt from problems. Saved people are not exempt from problems. It blows me, you all, how people will start, you know, going to the church. They get saved. They do uh, what it is that they're supposed to do. And then, you all, when things don't start working out the way that they expected them to, they get upset and say, well, I was doing better when I was on the street. I was doing better when I was out moving things and making things happen on my own. I was doing better when I was out, you know, uh, doing, you know what I mean? It wasn't as bad as other folks are, but you know, I thought when I came on the Lord's side, things would get better. Well, the last I looked in my Bible, the Bible says that we're not in the world. We're not of the world, but we are in the world. So we're in the world, meaning that we have to deal with the stuff that the world throws at us, but we're not of the world. We don't deal with the world the way worldly folks do y'all get what I'm saying so so we're in the world so so does the sicknesses the 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 chaos the 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 you know the 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 uh, systemic racism all the stuff that we've had to deal with losses you know job loss unemployment financial difficulties all that the world uh uh, uh throws at us we have to deal with but we're not of the world. We don't deal with those things the way worldly people do. But it does not mean that because you saved, everything going to be howdy howdy. It does not mean that you will not run into some calamity. It does not mean that you won't get sick in your body. It does not mean that you won't have folks come slick out their mouth with your name associated with. It does not mean that you won't have people that hurt your feelings. It does not mean that you will not cry sometimes. It doesn't mean that you won't feel hurt sometimes. It doesn't mean that you will not go through a gambit of emotions over a, a number of situations. It means that we know where our help comes from and all of our help comes from the Lord. So yeah, I got to deal with it, but I got a helper to help me deal with it. Come on in here. Yeah, I, I still deal with stuff. And, and we see this with, with Zechariah and, and, and Elizabeth. It says that they did everything that God told them to do. Everything. They were righteous where? in Not in the sight of man, but in the sight of God. They were righteous. They held on to God's commandments, God's decrees. The Bible used the word religiously, but Elizabeth was unable to conceive. And now they were in their older years. They were advanced in age. So can you imagine that he is in the, you know, he's a priest, <coughs> excuse me, doing everything that he should be doing. Going into the temple, seeing these families and wishing that maybe he had a child of his own. But yet and still, he didn't stop it. He didn't allow that to stop him from serving the Lord. Y'all save folk are not exempt from problems. 
So the Bible goes on to say that, uh, uh, Zechariah, when he was on duty and serving as a priest in the temple, he was chosen to be the one to go into the temple to light up the incense. And the Bible says that the rest of the assembled worshipers were worshiping and praying outside. So Zechariah was the only one, uh, the only one that was inside and he was lighting incense. And the Bible says that an angel of the Lord came and met him on the inside of the temple. What, what can we glean from that? That not only are saved people not exempt from problems, but you all, God doesn't always speak in a crowd. God doesn't always speak in a crowd. Isn't it? Uh, the the Bible says that, uh, he speaks in a still small voice. That's, that's what he did with Elijah. He, he, he spoke in a, a still small voice. He, he wasn't in the, uh, he wasn't in the, 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 the wind and he wasn't in, uh, the earthquake and he, he wasn't in the storm. He, He wasn't in any of that. It was a still small voice that he heard. But you all, so many of us, we don't like silence. We like to keep noise going. Okay, I won't call it noise. We like to keep sound going. We like to keep our radio going. We like to have our TV going. Even if we aren't watching it, we like to hear the sound. Because many times when we're not listening to sound and noise, we actually have to face the stuff that we're running away from. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Yeah, uh-huh. We 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 have to we have to face that that we have been trying not to have to face. But you all, so many times we want God to 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 speak through uh uh you know, a preach on TV. Yeah, and many times he will. God will use anybody he wants to use. The Bible said at one time he used the donkey. The Bible also said they used a a a, a burning bush. God can use whatever he wants to use to speak. But many times God can speak all by himself and not have to use anybody or anything else. God doesn't need a crowd to speak to us. And sometimes God wants us to get alone. He wants us to get by ourselves so that he can speak to us. And if this isn't a time to get by yourself in these pandemic restrictions, many of us, God uh, is excited to get you by yourself for the first time. But then what do we do? We, we, we turn it on the radio. We, we turn it on the TV. We got something going on that we're still not taking time to get before God. But can I help you out with something? God wants to speak to you directly. He has a word for you. And for those of you all to say, I, 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 you know, God, I've never heard God speak to me. Well, I'll say it like this. God speaks. But if he's not saying what you want to hear, you'll say God's not speaking. Mm-hmm. If he's not saying to you what it is you want to hear then you'll say God is, is not speaking. If he tells you when you want to get married, he's telling you that's not the one. If that's not what you want to hear, you'll say God didn't speak. If you want to move into this house that really you know you can't afford, 
Now, it doesn't mean that with God you can't afford it because God makes all things possible. But if you want to move into this house and God said, no, not yet. And he, but it looks like the climate is right. And as they say, all the stars aligned for you to be able to do so. I, 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 God doesn't speak to me. Sometimes we say God's not speaking because he's not saying what you want to hear. But can I help you out with something? God speaks. He speaks through his word. God speaks. He speaks to us in prayer. When we make sure we're not just giving God our laundry list and we give him an opportunity to speak back. God speaks to us. But we've got to give him an opportunity to speak back. The Bible says. Zachariah was in the temple by himself burning incense and the angel of the Lord appeared to him. and came on the right side of the altar where he was and 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 Zachariah got scared. He got scared and, and, and he sounded like he, he, you know, he, he may have dropped things. I'm just going on my sanctified imagination, but the angel began to speak what thus said the Lord. And he didn't speak. And I, and I this isn't one of my points, but I, I just need to put this. Uh, I just need to put this pen here right quick. The angel of the Lord spoke directly to, to Zachariah. He didn't speak to any Body else about what was going on with Zechariah. He spoke directly to Zechariah. Can can we just be careful real quick about those that got to tell everybody else what's going on with you? Every prophetic word, and I know I'm about to, I'm about to make some folks mad. I'm about to lose some friends. I, I'm good with that though. I'm good with it. But everybody, when God speaks. Everybody doesn't have to know what God is saying to you. Everybody doesn't have to know. Even if it's, uh, you know, within three days, God's going to send you a check for $100,000. Everybody don't need to know that. <laughs> it doesn't mean that it's not a good thing. And it doesn't mean that you can't tell somebody when God brings it through. But every prophetic word that God gives does not necessarily have to be broadcast to the multitudes. Making moves in silence. The angel of the Lord came and gave the word, the prophecy to the priest saying that his wife would conceive and, and bear a son and his name needs to be John. You are to call him John is what the word says. Uh, Okay, I can't, I can't, I can't stay there too long, but let's be mindful of what we name our kids. <laughs> let's, let's be mindful of what we name our kids because so very often you all, the thing we, we, we should name our kids what we expect them to grow into. We set an expectation with our kids by what we name them. Uh-huh, we do. So so you can't just say this is, you know, this sounds good and I think I'm going to name. Is that what God said, name your child? We have to be careful what we name our kids. Let me let me keep going cuz that's a whole different sermon I can get into um because uh he knows your name. I'll just leave it there and move on. Amen. The Bible says that you, uh, he is to call him John and he will be a joy and a delight. And he goes on to give prophecy of what John will do. And that many uh, of the children of Israel will come back to God because of John's ministry and all of that. And so Zechariah hears the prophecy from the angel. 
And the first thing that comes out of his mouth, he says, how am I sure of what you're saying? Because I'm old, my wife is old, and she's well along from her childbearing years. Can I take you to my next point? Our lack of faith closes our mouth. Our lack of faith closes our mouth. The last thing that Zachariah was able to say out of his mouth was a word of doubt. Hear what I'm saying now. The last thing he was able to say out of his mouth was a word of doubt. It was, how can I be sure of what you prophesying to me? How can I be sure of what you're saying to me? Because I'm old. My wife's old. So how can I be sure? The angel goes on to say, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I came to tell you this good news. But since you didn't believe, you shall be silent. And you will not be able to speak. You all sometimes the only weapon the enemy needs to use against us is our mouth. Somebody write that down. Sometimes the only weapon the enemy needs to use against us is our mouth. How can I say that? Because the Bible says that life and death is in the power of what? The tongue. So if we can speak against what God has prophesied for our lives, what the enemy got to do? He don't have to do nothing. Our lack of faith can kill what God has set forth for us. The enemy doesn't have to, you, we always want to blame stuff on the enemy. That ain't nothing but the devil. That sometimes it was your mouth. It, it, it was your mouth that did it. I don't, I don't know about all that because, okay, there it is right there. I can't be doing that because, okay, right there. I don't see how that's going to happen. Okay, right there. You don't have to see it. You just have to believe it. That's what faith is. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what? Not seen. You don't need faith for something you can see. You need your faith for stuff you cannot see. And our lack of faith will close our mouth. The last thing that Zechariah was able to say was a word of doubt because the angel said that I came to give you this good news. But since you did not believe, you will be silent and not you now will not be able to speak until the day this happens. Can you imagine? How many times you might have been silent if God said that same thing to you? Somebody came with a word of prophecy. You spoke against it and you couldn't speak until it came to pass. How many of us would have been silent most of our saved life? Come on in here. Because we speak against what it is that God has spoken for. Come on. We've got to recognize that when God speaks to us and over us, that our words can counteract what it is that God has done. Because when we speak negativity over our lives, when we speak against what God has spoken over us, 
our lack of faith will cancel what it is that God has for us. Zechariah was deemed silent until the appointed time that his son would be born. Meanwhile, while all this was going on, the Bible says that the the, the prayers, the worshipers outside are trying to figure out what's taking Zechariah so long. All he was supposed to do is go in and burn some incense. What's taking him so long to come back out? And the Bible says that he came out and he wasn't able to speak. And they could see that he was unable to speak because he kept trying to make signs and he he nobody knew what he was talking about. Why? Because he was able, he was unable to speak. The Bible says when he was done doing what he needed to do. Can I just put a pin right there? This isn't even one of my points, but I just need to say it. You all, you could be going through, but you can still do what God has called you to do. You you could be going through, but you can still do what God has called you to do. He gives us a, a, a supernatural anointing. I'm not saying to, to, to deny what it is you're going through. Paul wrote letters to the churches and said, I'm in chains. They have whipped me. I have been flogged. I've gone through. But yet in spill, he still, he spoke of the goodness of the Lord. I'm not saying don't speak about what you're dealing with. Because if you're going through, you're going through. It is what it is. But don't be so quick to cower in a corner. Don't be so quick to not come to worship. Don't be so quick to stop praying and having your morning devotions to yourself. Don't be so quick. I'm going through, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I, I just, I'll get back on fasting next week. That's the time you need to. Because your fortifying comes out of your sacrifice. Okay, let me let me keep going. Let me keep going lest I keep you too long. The Bible says that even in his silence, even though he was made silent by the angel, he carried out his assignment, the Bible says. And it says when his time of service was completed, he went back home to his wife. And the Bible says that after this, after he returned, his wife became pregnant And for five months, for five months, the Bible used these words for five months remained in seclusion for five months remained in seclusion. Here's the last thing I want to say to you. And then I'm going to get out of here. The last thing I need to say is the same thing I said before. Everybody, everyone doesn't have to know making moves in silence. The last time they saw Elizabeth, Elizabeth was, you know, Elizabeth. The next time they saw Elizabeth, she was well on with child. Listen, everybody doesn't have to know. (laughs) God makes moves behind the scenes. He makes moves in silence. But here's the deal. That's the reason why you can be sequestered off somewhere. The last time they saw you, you could have been doing this, that, and the third. You could be sequestered off somewhere. The next time they see you, they're looking at you and say, there's something different about you. 
that 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 there's a radiance about you 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 talking different you you walking different your head is up high how is it because God can do some stuff while you're sheltered in come on somebody hear me so God can do some stuff while you're in seclusion God can do some stuff while you're sheltered in while you're shuttered in while you're shut in God can do some stuff he can do some things and nobody has to know what God is doing because you do realize that when when folks find out what God is doing, the enemy will try and thwart what it is that God's plan is. But I'm so grateful that Jeremiah 29 and 11, y'all know that shouting scripture. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and the future. God knows his plans for you, even if you don't. So you don't have to know the plan. You just have to trust his hand. Trust his hand over your life. You don't have to to know all that God is doing. All you got to do is have faith and knowing that God is doing something. Know that God is up to something. Yeah, we've been sheltered in for eight months, 10 months, however many months it's been. But can I encourage you with something? It, God is still sitting on the throne and God is up to something. God doesn't waste time because he is time. He is Kairos. And because he is Kairos, God is using this time to raise up a remnant. God, I hear you on today. He's raising up a remnant. All that we used to do is being uh, 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 sheltered away, is being done away with. Folks that thought they were getting away with it is now they're now being exposed. God is bringing them up to the forefront and the remnant, those that have been sheltered in, those that have been sheltered in, those that have been covered, those that have been behind closed doors, they're going to come out fortified. They're going to come out strengthened. They're going to come out on their mission. They're going to come out and and ready to do the work that God has commanded them to do. Don't sit there and sleep on us. We just making moves, baby. And we making moves in silence. Don't sit there and worry about what we doing and when we going to do it and when we going to come out and when we going to do this, that, and the third. Baby, don't worry about it because God is doing some things behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing some things behind the scenes. He's making moves in silence he is and so if he's making moves in silence guess what he expects you to do the same it's time for us to shelter in it's time for us to be quiet it's time for us to get in our secret closet uh, and get our instructions from the lord god is dispatching out our marching orders but are you in place to get them are you out gallivanting and doing this that and the third are you filling your ears with stuff that is not edifying to the lord the lord wants to speak to you on today but what are your ears gates listening to what are your eye gates seeing we've got to be in a place man and woman of God that we can hear what God is saying to his people he's raising up a nation he's raising up a remnant is that you are you a part of the remnant are you going to be a part of the ones that slip away and I'm not talking about slipping away in, in physical death but I'm talking about slipping away from your assignment. You all, there's an assignment that God has placed on each and every believer. And it did not go on pause when we got sheltered in. Hear me today. It did not go on pause. Matter of fact, it ramped up. If you re- Ooh, if you really listening in the realm of the spirit, when we got sheltered in, that's when God's plan got ramped up. Ah! 
But if you aren't listening, you will miss what God is doing in this season. My brothers and my sisters, God is making moves in silence. And when it is due time, the manifestation will bring, will come forth. When it is due time, just like when a woman carries a baby, the doctors are very concerned when it looks like there could be a, 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 a early labor when you deliver too soon because everything is not developed right. So they try and keep the baby in the womb long enough in order for all of the necessary organs to develop in such a way so that they, the baby can be sustained on the outside of the womb. God, I hear you on today. There's some of us that are being sheltered in because we were not able to be sustained out in the world the way the world is right now. And God is calling us in. He's calling us in to, to grow us up. He's calling us in to fortify us. He's calling us in to develop us so that when we're back out, we'll be able to, we'll be, we'll be able to be sustained by him. We won't get tossed and thrown by every wind of doctrine. But we will be able to do what it is that God has called us to do. But he had to get us in. My brothers and my sisters, don't be so quick to try and get back out there. If you have not gotten in your secret closet, if you have not spent time with the Lord, you still got time. Outdoors has not officially opened all the way back up. You've got time. Chase away. Get in your word like never before. I'm not talking about just because it's the end of the year. I'm talking about because we're coming to the end of times. Get in your word. Hear what God is saying for this season. And act accordingly. But don't be so quick to tell everybody. Make some moves in silence. That's what God is doing right now. And I'm not talking about the believers are not supposed to cry loud and spare not. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what he's doing in your own life. Let God do what he needs to do in you. So that when you go out this time, you won't find yourself turning heel and running with your tail between your legs, running back in the next time. Making moves in silence. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. God, we glorify you. God, we reverence you. Father, we thank you for this word. God, I pray that when you speak prophetically over our lives, God, that we will not cancel it out with our lack of faith, our doubt. God, that we would accept what it is that you've spoken over us. And God, that we would ask you to help us to be developed well enough to carry out the prophecy that you've spoken over our lives. God, not that we might be glorified, not that we might be seen, not that we might be puffed up, not that our name might be known, but that your name will continue to be great. God, I pray even now, God, for those that don't know you in the pardon of their sins, God, that they will know you in a real and a tangible way. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. Listen, if you are worshiping with us on today and if you are watching, even if you're on Zoom right now, and if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. 
I want to introduce you to him today. The, the, the season of Advent, again, is a, a, way, a time of anticipation, a time of expectation, a time of waiting. And we are waiting for our rescue plan. It was when we commemorate the, the launching of our rescue plan through the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I want you to know the Lord, and I don't want to sit here and just run through the plan of salvation. I want you to connect with me and say, you know what? All of that sounded wonderful and great. But if God is doing something in my life, I have no idea what he's doing. And I want to know. I want to talk to you about it. I don't want to just sit here and look at a camera and, 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 and speak to you. I want to speak to you directly. Will you reach out to me this week? I want to lead you through the plan of salvation if that's what your heart's desire is. I want to talk to you about where you are. I want to connect with you. I want to build a relationship with you. So will you do me a favor? Will you reach out to us? Will you reach out through one of our social media outlets? Will you uh, 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 send the, the word guest to, to our number? And I'll show it to you again in a minute. It's 727-732-3350. Will you send that word so that you can fill out our connect card so that I can connect with you? Because I want to build a relationship with you. That's what Christ wants to do. It, God wants a relationship with you. So in order for him to have a relationship with you, I want to build a relationship with you so I can tell you about my relationship with him to see if you want that same relationship. You see how that worked? <laughs> That's what I want to do. So will you reach out to me this week? Will you let me know? And we can have a wonderful time talking about you, talking about me, and talking about the Lord. Is that all right? Will you all do me a favor? His house, do me a favor. Take yourselves off of mute. Pull your camera up. And will you put your hands together for the word of God on today? Hallelujah.